Hippa Shunbo and you're with me on Mommy's Happy Hour. As you might have heard me say already, motherhood was and is the most challenging thing I've done to date. After a long struggle with infertility, I had my twins at 41. Three and a half years into motherhood and one season of a podcast later, I host like-minded, strong women on my show who share their stories and if and how they strike a balance between motherhood, marriage, work, friends, and self-care. I have no experience other than the fact that I'm struggling to keep my sanity through all the chaos. We set the bar so high these days and we're all trying to be perfect. Fuck perfect. As Brene Brown puts it, imperfections are not inadequacies. They're reminders that we're all in this together. Georgina Fuller is my guest today. She's a writer, author for The Telegraph, The Guardian, and Grazia UK. And I find her articles refreshingly honest. I loved her article entitled, Homework Was Ruining Our Family Weekends, So I Told My Kids Not To Do It. Brilliant. I'm holding on to that piece of advice for when they get older. But it was mainly her one piece on attachment parenting, have modern parents sacrificed too much of themselves by prioritizing their children, that really struck a chord with me. Most of the mothers around me seem to be advocates of attachment parenting, which is a far cry from the way my parents raised my sisters and I. My parents didn't reason with us, It was their way or the highway, and our schedules revolved around theirs, not the other way around. And we turned out just fine. Well, my therapy bills might allude to the opposite. However, as a parent, I really don't want to have to lose my own identity and for my role to be inextricably linked to my kids. I just don't think it's healthy, nor is it realistic. So we dig into that. And Georgina discusses how she handles judgment and all the unnecessary advice. Yeah, what is it with people who judge mothers? And when I say people, I mean family, friends, strangers, and even passers-by who decide to give you pearls of wisdom on how to parent your own kids. And it's never, you know, this is what worked for me, maybe you can give it a try. Yeah, I wish. It's always, this is the way you should do it, and if you don't, you're an idiot. Whenever I get into a conversation with other mothers, it feels like I'm sparring in a boxing ring and waiting to see who goes for the ultimate knockout. Okay, fine. You win. You're better than me. You're the best fucking mother ever. All of my friends, and you speak about this a little, you touch upon this in your article where friends, you become friends with only the other moms. You don't have friends that are single or don't have other kids. And it's true. I became like, so like ostracized. I felt like I was ostracized from all the other women, like my friends that were my close friends and that all had kids. It's like all of a sudden they didn't want me to hang out. And every time I would say something or every time I try to help, they're like, oh, but you don't get it. You don't have kids. It's like, like, first of all, that's really insensitive. And at the same time, it's like, I used to always be like, a lot of people are doing it. I mean, we've been doing it for like generations. I mean, what do you think? Do you think it's different now than it is than it was like many generations ago? Or is it that we're more kind of aware about how people parent? I think, um, I mean, somebody said, um, I think it was Penny Winsor, um, who I follow on Instagram, said like, um, you know, the minute parenting became a verb, uh, like an active thing, as opposed to just something that, you know, you happen to do when you have a child, um, that's when things got complicated. I mean, I... Um, I was born um, in the very late 70s um, and so I'm like Generation X and my mum was a big fan of Dr Spock, Benjamin Spock, who was all about like trust your instincts, um, you know more than you think you do, um, 
just you know the baby will follow you and she was very relaxed and you know healthy neglect was her motto and I'm the youngest of three and then I've got like seven stepbrothers and sisters later on so you know we had a very free range chilled childhood um, and I think now in comparison um, we're so child centric and we're so focused on um, you know we're having less children we're having children later um there's quite a few only I think it's like six or seven only children in my nine-year-old's class so obviously you know by virtue of that you're going to focus more and put more energy into that child than you would if you've got probably four or five well I mean I'm generalizing um but yeah I think it's I think it's it's um sort of taken over um how we I think we're just sort of we are sacrificing ourselves um to motherhood and I think there's more of a I think you know what like this isn't working for any of us um you know it's like there's that whole thing in the UK well probably in the states as well like we're expected to work like we don't have kids and parent like we don't have work you know um it's it's too much I think um the expectations put on parents I agree with you I mean I have my sister is my older sister doesn't work and she is so focused on her kids it's like when i first had my kids and they're like there's a big difference between them she was like i was like i'm so exhausted i can't wait for when they when they can make their own food and she's like oh, you're gonna be making she's like noah is 15 and i still make his lunchbox and i'm like i was like why are you making his lunchbox it was like i remember growing up and mom i mean we had the same parents and our parents were like the complete opposite of her. We were just like, we, and I feel like it made us much more independent. You know, we kind mm -hmm. of fended for ourselves much more. We, we used to go, we used to be at the, you know, there was like a local playground here near our neighborhood. We used to walk there and walk back. We used to be there all day long and there were no mobiles. And we were there for like hours, like, and we'd be back home by 8 PM. And I think also, I guess the, the fact that we're connected all the time does create this anxiety. It's like, I don't know, it just seems so yeah, different now. Tracking children on teenagers on mobile phones and things. And then like a nursery, you can log on and see what your baby's doing. So yeah, that hasn't, I mean, it's a very similar dynamic with my sister and I actually, and she's she's got the one and she had her at 40. Um, and yeah, she's not going to have any more and she's she's not working. But anyway, I, I probably shouldn't bring that into it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and we had exactly the same parenting. You know, we're obviously the result of the same childhood, um, but our attitudes, but she's quite anxious anyway. Um, so she would be a helicopter parent. Um, whereas, yeah, but like you say, I think it is really important in terms of, my mum would say like, not that she was a perfect parent by any stretch, but she'd be like, what do you think about that? Um, oh, well, you know, do you think that's safe or, you know, what was she like you'd weigh it up. Um, and I think as a result, yeah, that fosters independence and you can think for yourselves. And the results now, and I mean, there has been loads of studies in, into this say that, you know, children can't think for themselves because they don't trust themselves because they're always having decisions made for them. Um, so, you know, that is going to be detrimental, basically, to, to a generation. And, you know, people have gone on about snowflakes and things, but this is, you know, even more extreme, I would say. It's true. I mean, I don't know, because a lot of times people tell me like, no, but kids now are so much more independent and so much more. They really they're they're really different. From they're the online or they're on social media. Uh, it's like a different type of independence, isn't it? Yeah. 
so it's very it's very odd because I just I would I and I I think I remember when I first had my kids I just had my kids three years ago uh, like they're they're over three now the first year I was so anxious because I kind of felt like I had to be like those other parents because everyone was like oh, you don't know what you're doing you'll see when you have kids so it's like instinctively I have I have twins and so instinctively it's like the first year I was kept on like focusing so much on them and like so worried because I felt like, okay, all of these mothers said the same thing. They can't be wrong. Somebody surely has to be right. I mean, I, I can't be the one who's like, obviously I don't have experience, but I felt like it created so much anxiety in me that first year because I was so focused and like, I should be doing this. I should be making sure that they, they eat well, that they eat at the right time. And I think, and I don't know, this is what also, like, I don't know, does it cause, does it cause more anxiety for us or for them? It's like, it just seems like, and I just had to, a year into it, like less than a year into it, I said, no, no, this is like, you know, destroying my mental health. So I said I needed to like, it like became this like habit and this, this compulsion to be like obsessive, like an obsessive parent. And so I think I just kind of let go. I said, you know what, this is ridiculous. And I let go. And since then I feel like, I'm not like so obsessed with them. I let them do their thing and I kind of, you know, I bend the rules if it's, you know, it's a, they, they sleep a little bit later tonight because, you know, they had a longer nap. It's like, I kind of like try to be easygoing. I mean, twins, you know, that's like a whole next level anyway. So, you know, like whatever, unless you've, you've got twins, I mean, you're dealing with two different individuals and schedules and, so God, you know, I mean, I'm not surprised um, if found it stressful, but I think that we lose our inner voice uh, or we, we stop trusting our inner voice um, and we kind of give in to, and, and I know what you mean. It's like, you know, I'm, I don't care if my child looks scruffy, but you know, if I'm sending them into school, I'm like, let's wipe your face, let's brush your hair, let's do this. You know, I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it so the teachers don't think, oh God, what a scruffy child, you know, what a, neglectful mum you know um so we're, we're all the time kind of doing things to look like we're you know the good parent yeah um, there is a lot of judgment now yeah I mean it starts from you know when you find out you're pregnant doesn't it really and people say oh, oh I wouldn't eat that and oh um you know what date you do and then making assumptions about your pregnancy and touching you and I mean you know it, and, and how you're going to give birth and C-section and water birth. I was like, oh, I'll do water. I heard about it and I was like, oh, I'll do that. And then I was like, is somebody told me, no, then have a natural childbirth because, you know, twins, usually you have C-section. No, 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 you have to have it natural. And then I was like, okay, I'll have it natural. But yeah, no, people are so invasive. And when my first year, that was like the whole thing. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? It's like, oh my God, fuck off. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know. And that's when you have to be like, do you know what? Like, this works for me. You're very much in the thick of it now. Like, my youngest just turned seven. I feel like I'm a bit more confident. Um, I'm a bit better at not giving a fuck, basically. Yeah. I mean, I'm still working on it. I'm not quite there. But there's things like I don't really, like, I swear a lot. And my eldest swears, and he's 12. And, you know, people have said, oh, his language and I'm like, yeah, you know, and I'm like, obviously doesn't swear at school, doesn't swear on the school bus or whatever. But, you know, it's like, do you know what? Like, to me personally, that doesn't really bother me. Like, if he's not being, you know, as long as he's not being really unkind or horrible, which, you know, he can, he can get worked up, 
like we all have our things um and I remember a mum from school saying to me about I don't know two years ago so he would have been 10 or something oh you know I've heard that he's been swearing a lot at school and like just you know came up to me in the playground and you know she said oh if it's me I'd want to know and it's just like the judgment of what you know so I'm not a good mum because my child is swearing it's like what's important to you you know what are your values and that's what you know that's what you've got to focus on um and and also your your kids you know I mean I've got three very unique different people like they are who they are from a very early age so all you can do is kind of give them a few pointers and steer them um you can't mold them that much I don't think. Yeah, I agree. I, I kind of, for me, what the most important thing is to do the things, and I think this probably is normal, I hope, anyways. I try to do not do the things that used to bother me as a child that my parents did to me. It's like kind of, that's it seems the only, that's the only thing that I try to focus on. Like, I remember feeling very neglected when I was younger. So, like, anytime, like, there was something going on, it's like I would tell my parents, like, like, Okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool, that's cool, that's good. So I felt like, so I try to give them more attention. But otherwise, like in other things, like that's why I always say, am I like overlooking other things that might like screw them up? But but I think that pressure is more, much more social pressure than anything else. Like there's more than ever now this need to be like a perfect parent. And the competition is like, you know, I just went to this thing the other day. Oh, but you're lucky you've got twins. It's much easier. And I'm like, how do you figure it's much easier like and then I was like at the same I was like oh I'm going home I'm really tired I was exhausted the kids were running around all over the place I was like I'm exhausted I have to go home and they're like you're exhausted I I have a five-year-old and I have a one-year-old that's way more difficult and I'm like fuck you I'm not competing with you okay (laughs) yeah it's like okay you take the prize you're the better you're the better mother and I had um my mother-in-law who um you know like I've always got on quite well with um but uh, she had twins third time round, so she had four under four. So you know, I'm like, I can't come back from that. She'd be like, Well, I have four. I had four under four, and then after this, and you're like, do you know what? Like, I'm not. Um, you know, it, it's hard for everybody in different ways. Um, I mean, I, I probably would have thought a few, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago that having an only child was easier. Um, but I don't know, having spent time with people with only children like you have got to entertain them all the time you've got to think of things to do you've got to kind of be their buddy you know mine are now at a stage where yes they infuriate each other and they might end up having a fight but they will play together um so nobody has it you know it's not easy for anybody everyone has different issues and different troubles and that's so unhelpful um saying stuff like that yeah it makes you feel so small and I remember before I had kids and I tried so hard to get pregnant and I just felt so I f- my friends made me feel so shitty, actually, and that's why they're no longer my friends. But, but I remember thinking like, oh, why don't we do something? Oh, you don't understand. I'm I'm so tired. You don't know what it's like when you when you have kids. And I was and actually now when I have kids, I do make an effort. With my friends and I go out with my friends, the ones that don't have kids, and you know, I I do I do make an effort. So I just kind of don't. I used to be like, okay, maybe maybe I won't. I don't get it. Maybe I'll get it when I have kids and. I actually don't get that because I remember like some of my friends not answering my calls for like weeks. I have twins and I work two full-time jobs and I still have time to answer my friends' calls. I only don't answer the ones that I don't want to answer. So 
I mean, I, I guess it, it's priorities, isn't it? And and people do react differently um, and respond differently. And I definitely try and have, you know, I've got some of my, one of my closest friends doesn't have any children. She just hasn't happened for her, you know. Um, and I love going to stay with her because her house is really tidy. Um, she kind of spoils me. Um, it's really calm. Um, I'm not going to get woken up by being bounced on someone bouncing on my head at six o'clock in the morning. Speaking of COVID, how has that been like? Uh, you, you wrote this other article that I liked about gaining weight during lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, my lockdown love handles. Um, yeah, I mean, that was about like children because there was um, some report saying like children have put on weight and, you know, they should be immediately uh, put on like ration control and things at schools. And it's just like, for God's sake, you know. And again, it's like with my, my eldest, he's at a grammar school, so he had to do an exam to get in and he's quite bright, but he's doing exams, you know, and he's like in year seven, and he's had a year of disruption and he's still doing exams. And it's like, what is the point? Like, yes, we've put weight on, you know, yes, we're a bit behind academically, but it's like, well, we've had a year of pandemic. So why is anyone surprised? So I just, I just, it's the blame thing again with parents. It's like, you know, it's been really, really tough for parents, um, you know, working parents and nobody's had it easy. Has it affected the mental health of, because my kids are too young, so I don't see any, it hasn't affected them. Obviously it's affected my mental health, but as for them, I don't see it, but has it affected your kids? Yeah, I mean, my youngest is seven. I think she's probably been the least impacted. Um, my nine-year-old is autistic. Um, he has got an education healthcare plan, which meant that he was able to go to school this time, this last lockdown for four days a week. And actually for him, it was great because there was like a really small number of people who didn't have to take ear, ear defenders because of the noise. Um, there was only like five kids in the class. He's got his own, uh, like a teaching assistant now. So it wasn't too bad for him, but now it's getting back to normal. Uh, and the fact that he had four days at school. So now he's got five days, he struggles with that. Um, and also all the children being back um, but my 12-year-old, like, went from being really sporty and outgoing to just, you know, being in his room wanting to do PlayStation and got more and more kind of, um, I don't know, like, uh, either overwhelmed or defeated or whatever. Just it wasn't easy um, for him, I think, being kept apart from all of his friends. And since he's gone back to school, he's got his last football match tonight. But, yeah, the difference in him has been... No, brilliant. Um, so, and I really feel for like all the older kids and the teenagers, but also like, you know, I've got um, a, a sister-in-law and um, a sister who had a baby in lockdown. And, you know, we've only seen this baby once, um, our nephew, and he didn't have, you know, a christening or he hasn't had a first birthday party. And then you, you know, you read about babies, like they're not looking at people's faces. They're not kind of, you know, for the mums, they're not going to classes, they're not seeing other people. So, you know, I think probably from naught to like students in their early twenties, everybody all has been impacted. It's such a bizarre time. And yeah, I've, I've like so burnt out. It's like, I can't do anything. It's like working from home. I think a lot of people like that working remotely. I'm like, just kind of like, I need a break. I need to get out. But now because I, it's like 
I can't seem to work at home. I can't seem to work out of home. It's just, I feel like overwhelmed. Yeah, I think we're all feeling like that at the moment. And at the same time, like we're feeling really tired, even though we're working from home. And like I went out today because I was just like, you know what, like these four walls and then like building noise in the background and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's I've written another feature, which I don't know when it's going to come out, hopefully a couple of weeks. But it's um, how to learn to live again after languishing. You know, there was an article in the New York Times saying like we're all languishing. And I think everyone's feeling that we're all just feeling this like you know like okay we can go to the pub we can go to the shop we can see our friends but everyone's just feeling a bit flat and a bit drained and you know it's it's just I don't know I think we, we will look back and and think do you know what we've had such a lot to contend with and you know this is going to take a long time to get you know back to where we were we might never the only thing for me is like I remember before I had kids I was like I'm going to be so excited when I have kids. I'm going to homeschool them. I'm not going to send them to school. Now I'm thinking, what the fuck was I thinking? I was like, go to school. It's like, oh my God. I don't understand. I wonder if those people that homeschool, have they had, has it been any different for them? Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a whole new kind of community. I've I've actually just written another article about that. Um, There was a mum who, um, her son's the same age as my middle one and also on the spectrum. And she's a GP and she's gone down to two days a week and then she homeschools for three days and then her husband does two days. Um, And, you know, I take my hat off to her, but she said, because it was like becoming so stressful for her son, it was easier and because he learns differently. But um, she's tapped into all the kind of homeschooling networks and things that they have um, in her area. And she said, you know, um, I didn't really think about it. I just didn't think about it before. And now it's made that an option and it wouldn't have been an option. So, um, yeah, I mean, God for me, if I, I just, you know, I, I've got PTSD from from doing it. I just, I never want to do it again. So. No, you know, that's another thing about, about this generation. I noticed they're always doing homework and the parents are yeah. always helping them do their homework and always doing it for them. And I'm kind of like, my parents never helped me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I think we're probably about the same age and yeah, I mean, it's certainly like going back to what you're saying about, I think you, you, there's things that I've chosen to do differently for my kids. Like my mum wasn't big on routine at all. And it was very like every day is, is different. Um, and I was really, I was quite big on routine with them because I always remember thinking like, I don't know when my mum's coming to pick me up or what I'm doing today. She was always late and I'd go back to different people's houses and whatever. And um, I think, oh no, you know, especially having an autistic one, he has to know what he's doing and I have to be really organised um so there's things that you choose to do differently um but yeah homework nobody ever helped me at all um you know we we didn't have it um and I think we should just you know make a stand because if the kids are meant to be doing it and then the parents end up doing it it's alien day at um for the seven-year-old today and like I've just bought her a goggly thing um, and that's it. <laughs> She's chosen an outfit. And then like one of the dads from school who's pretty much a stay at home dad, like posted this amazing costume with like all these arms. And, you know, I was like, great, good for you. That's mine. You know, like I have to kind of just say, do you know what? Like I've got two deadlines. Um, I'm busy. I've got two other children. That's it. That'll do, you know, um, and then just leave it. But that, that's to myself, you know, like I just have to say that to myself, like just, you know, 
God's sake. I have to um, vent to my husband. Like for hours when he gets back from work for like a whole hour. Like if there's something bothering me like that, I'm like, yeah, but she did this, but I don't care. And, I, and, like, and my husband's like, who cares? So I, I yeah. have to like vent about it. Otherwise, like, like you, it like makes me, because it kind of, I always feel like, am I being a little too lax as, or like negligent as a parent? Because like, yes, like you said, it's like, I see, I just recently got on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. And before that I had, they, my kids have been in daycare for like maybe a couple of years now. And I've never seen any pictures of them at daycare. So once I got on Facebook, I saw these pictures because I'm on the group with the, and I was like, oh my God, I'm such an awful parent. I never knew, I never even seen these pictures. I don't know what they do. <laughs> and all these kids look so like well-groomed. I'm like, what happened that day? They were supposed to be dressed up as something. And I was like, I had wow. no idea. You know what? They don't know, do they? They don't know. Like they're not coming home saying, mommy, I wanted to be, for goodness sake, like don't beat yourself up. You know, I, I mean, why, why do we do it to ourselves? It's really, it's, it is a lot of pressure. And here in Egypt too, it's quite a bit of pressure, I find. You know, people yeah. are always getting tips, like, and I don't even ask for them. And they're like, oh, but you know what you should do? You should, I'm like, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even ask for the advice. I'm, I'm actually quite comfortable doing what I'm doing. So, <laughs> but yeah. So you write mainly articles for which uh, publications and how long have you been doing it for? And is it mainly focused on kids? I didn't start off thinking I'm going to write about my kids, but it just kind of grew. Um, and the first person pieces, um, like, you know, I have a fairly straight point of view, I guess, about things. Like I'm not kind of judgmental um, at all, but I think... I'm quite happy to take a counter view to something um, like let's not do homework. Um, you know, I'm, I want my children to think for themselves and I'm quite happy to make other people think about things. I think we, we just accept stuff as a given and we don't challenge it. And I like the fact that one of the things my job does is give me a, you know, a voice um, to maybe make some somebody somewhere think differently about something. So the first person parenting stuff I do generally really enjoy um, doing. But yeah, I mean, as my kids get older, they'll probably, <laughs> they'll get less keen um, for me to do it. But I write like under my maiden name. So like nothing comes up in my married name, you know, like I always think if I did a Google search, I wouldn't want all this stuff to come up you know on the children it's funny because actually I, I relate that to that so much I mean before I had kids I didn't I was so tired of sitting with some people that had kids and they just all they did was talk about their kids all they did was I was like god like you know so when I had the kids I like to go out with friends so I don't have to talk about my kids I don't want to yeah. go out so I have to talk about my kids. But I said, you know, maybe I'll be one of the obsessive parents. I am obsessive, I have to say. I, I love my kids. And I look at the pictures after they go to bed. And I'm always like, what am I thinking? But when I'm out with people, I want to switch off of that. I want to talk about other things. And so I remember thinking people are just over-dramatizing this whole parenting thing. And when, But when I had my kids, I felt so kind of like isolated in that first year and so depressed that I said, no, I have to write about this is like all this stuff that was happening to the first year. I kind of used that as a funny, as a, like a stepping stone to kind of 
come up with something funny about like, you know, like funny stories about motherhood. Funnily enough, I talk about it all the time on my podcast about being a mother and, you know, kids and all of that. But I like to do it in a different way. I think it's nice to like, I, lo- I like to hear other women's opinions about these things, their, their stories, their take on motherhood, because it just made me feel like it was so one-sided when I first had my kids from all the other women I was hanging out with. It was like, like you said, like, you got to do this. This is how you, and like, I got like very like clear cut, you know, like, like advice, like not like, oh, you know, but this works for me. Maybe, maybe it'll work for you. No, no. It's like, no, you got to do it this way. And it's really confusing. You know, it's really confusing. So you have to make your own mind up about things. You know, I think that's really important. And it's tough. I mean, it's, I think you, as you, I, I guess since you're saying that you have your kids that are like your youngest is seven and you're still, you still doubt yourself at times, I guess. So that I'm not completely crazy then. I mean, things change like, you know, in terms of obviously like the first couple of years, you know, especially with boys, you're trying to keep them alive basically and stop them from running out in front of a car or so, you know, it's like physically exhausting. Um, But now I'm like, uh, I'm worried about my son watching porn or being disrespectful to women or, um, you know, what's going on on social media, who he's mixing with. Um, Like I'm, you know, I'm still worried, but um, I'm probably more confident in myself, you know, um, in terms of it's like, this works for me, this works for us, you know, uh, and what my values are. Um, And, you know, them having good manners and being kind and um, reading and, you know, just a few basics is fine with me, you know. There's also, I mean, this thing about with, um, I just uh, read this article about Tony Robbins and I don't know, he was talking about how self-education is the most important thing nowadays. And he kind of doesn't really, I don't know if he doesn't advocate kids going to universities and things like that. I would rule out the whole going to college thing or university, but I think that's a really important part. Yeah, I I think so too. And I think that um, what we were doing and what we've been saying about the whole helicopter parenting and the whole kind of cosseting your children so much, we are preventing them from thinking for themselves and developing um, themselves to a, to a large extent. So I think it's, it's really, yeah, a, a positive thing. Um, and, you know, education, I mean, that professor guy that I'm writing this article about, um, he doesn't believe, you know, he thinks GCSEs and A-levels should be scrapped in this country. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd go that far um, because they're still a benchmark and, you know, it's still something for kids to work towards, but there's definitely different ways. And like having a child that's neurodiverse, uh, like I think he's dyslexic as well. His IQ is fine, um, but he just, he just operates differently. He just thinks differently. He's wired in a different way. And our education system here is so limited um, I mean, it's, you know, he's got a lovely teacher. He adores her. Um, but I mean, there's just one way of, of learning, um, which is like based on the 1950s, um, you know, when the world of work has changed t- completely. Um, so, yeah, you know, like people can go off and do their own courses and teach themselves, you know, like we seem to reward like parrot fashion learning as opposed to, self-development you know like some people teach themselves a musical instrument or whatever we always think you got to do it this way you got to well you haven't you do it what, what works for you
What is your sure. biggest insecurity about motherhood? Oh, God. God, that's a good question. Oh, God. I mean, we all have like a being found out, don't we? Like being found out for being lazy, like, you know, a lazy mother. Um, yeah, I guess that like my, my eldest is an awful, awful fussy eater. And like I'm making him watch a program tonight about like you are what you eat program. Like I've tried so many different things. Um, like I do try, but there's things that I just think I can't be asked with. And I guess people just thinking that I'm really lazy um, and that I'm not a very good parent. Like I know that I am, like I know that I am about things that matter. Um, but yeah, I guess people just thinking that I'm a crap mum. That would probably be the worst thing. But, you know, people will think what they think. Yeah, I think I think motherhood taught me that I can't be like, I can't, I care less about what people think than I did before because it really, everybody has their opinion, like we said. So it's if you if you let it get to you, it can really, really damage your like confidence. So yeah, I guess yeah. I, anybody can relate to that. And I have like, I mean, not very many, but there's like one or two people that I'm like, Do you know what, like you, you're making me feel really bad uh, because you're very opinionated about the way that you parent or what your child should and shouldn't do. And I don't want to be friends with you because I'm not going to be I'm not going to give time to people that make me feel like shit. And that might be my issue. That's how I feel. Um, but, you know, if it keeps happening, I'm like, yeah, no. Um, and I'm much more probably confident about just doing that now. Um, you know, it's like, I don't even have to explain it. It's just not working. for me. But, you know, to answer that, I think I, at the beginning as well, I used to always say, is it an issue about me? Is it my own insecurity if I'm trying to keep people at arm's length that are making me feel bad about myself? But actually, there are some people that are really good at bringing out the worst in others. And I completely agree with you. And for me, after I had kids, it made me realize that it's not about my own insecurities. It's about I want to be around people that are just going to have some value added when I sit with them. Or at the end of the day, I'm, you know, after I leave them, I'm in a good mood and like, you know, I feel inspired or something. But I have some people that are like emotion, like emotional drainers, you know, and I and I do not in the past couple of years now after I had kids, it's like I don't even waste my time with those people. Yeah, for sure. And sometimes when you're, you know, you haven't slept very well and you've got PMT and you're feeling a bit down and you might think, oh, should I? But generally, you know, no, like there was somebody I was at school with who, you know, I'd kind of like distance myself from on purpose and then because of social media kind of got back in touch um and then you know like my first instinct was this is not gonna work because people don't really change that much and you know issues that you have then and then I was like you know what no no we've got kids the same age I should be friendly I should you know I should make an effort and yeah I mean it got to a certain point a few years later and I was like you know what but uh, like people that bring lots of drama, I'm like, I have enough drama in my life with three kids and work. I'm not up for that. So I'm like, I'm out, you know. Especially um, now with the news and all that, there's so much drama and so much negativity. It's like, no, I want the people around me to be like positive. And, you know, we all have our issues, but let's try to be positive and let's try to make it like nice. Let's not like, you know, so I don't, I don't waste my time. So I certainly no. agree. shouldn't waste your time. And I think that like, time has become more precious and like my life is deadlines and you know there's times when I'll have to cancel um and I hate canceling I'm not a flaky person normally but like you know good friends will understand like I'll make it up or I'll go when I will do an evening or whatever um 
but it's like if people bring drama with that or have an issue with that it's like you know what like I'm that's my kind of job and and also having a child that's not you know doesn't react or respond the same as every other child there's things that we just can't do you know and I've just accepted that now and if other people have an issue with that or take it personally it's like you know that's not my problem um so I have got better um I still think oh you know but I'm like I'm I'm better creating boundaries that's what it is you got to create boundaries exactly yeah Thanks for joining us on the show this week. You can connect with me on Instagram at mommies.happyhour. And if you know someone who'd be interested in listening to today's episode, please share the show with them. I'd really appreciate it. See you again in two weeks. Bye.